Hello, this is Tim Grimes. Welcome to Law of Attraction Explored. Happy holidays, and I hope that you have a wonderful end of 2021 and a wonderful beginning of 2022. I want to let you know that a couple of my books are on sale right now on Kindle, if you don't have them. Books like The Law of Attraction Simplified, The Joy of Not Thinking, Relax More, Try Less. And I also have two new coaching programs, a two-week program and a six-week program, if you want to get deep with me one-on-one to start the new year. You can find out more information about that at RadicalCounselor.com. And to connect with me or ask me a question, you can always email info at RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. I thought that we could talk a little bit today about a subject that is worth mentioning and perhaps is not talked about enough when it comes to just accessing these law of attraction tools. In case you can't tell, I'm mainly about discussing nuances with you, nuances to the law of attraction in terms of its principles. Because there's so many ways to interpret this material, as I think we've made pretty clear throughout this show. And there's so many different small nuances that you can realize that help you to better utilize these tools. So one thing that is interesting is that it might almost seem like we're talking about the same thing over and over again. And definitely repetition is one of the key components to learning about how to utilize these different concepts effectively in your life. And... At the same time, we're really not saying the same thing over and over again. There's all these small nuances or different ways of talking about seemingly the same subject that gives it a slightly different meaning or a slightly different emphasis, which then can be applied into your life in a slightly different way. It's like, you know, Bob Dylan, he, he can sing a song, the same song, a hundred different ways. You know, and it's like you can listen to that song, the initial recording maybe, and then listen to a live cut of it, then listen to another live cut, then listen to another live cut. And it's the same song, but it's not the same song. And there's aspects of that song each time that are totally different from anything you've heard before. Bob Dylan, quite frankly, is a better teacher about these principles probably than most (laughs) modern law of attraction teachers. But that's another episode one which I don't know if we'll ever get to or not. But what I want to talk about today is major terminology that we use when we talk about the law of attraction. We use the term conscious and subconscious and unconscious a lot. And from like a clinical standpoint, a clinical psychological standpoint, they are all, you know, very different things. But when it comes to the law of attraction, when it comes to just everyday life and practically actually applying this stuff better for you, it's important to be loose with these terms and to have really kind of like a intimate understanding of, of what they kind of mean and what they point to. So to have flexibility and also some real intimacy with them. Something to realize is that I think most of the time when it comes to the law of attraction, subconscious and unconscious are almost synonymous. We shouldn't think there's a big difference between the subconscious and the unconscious. And again, there's always going to be exceptions, and you might be the kind of person that thinks that there is a difference between the two, but for the majority of us, there's no significant difference when we use the term subconscious or we use the term unconscious. 
It's basically the same thing. Kuwait said as much. And, uh, you know, I agree with Kuwait on, on most things. And I think it just makes it easier for us if we, you know, use the term subconscious and unconscious basically synonymously. They're the same thing. So if you're doing something subconsciously, it's the same thing as doing something unconsciously. I think that's helpful to look at it like that, to not be like, oh, is that my subconscious or unconscious? You know, are these different parts of who I am? It doesn't matter on a practical level usually. It just doesn't. The next point is a little bit trickier, but it's also, I think, worth looking at. You don't have to necessarily agree with this next point, but in my opinion, very few things are truly unconscious or subconscious that we can then work with all that effectively. In other words, like, We unconsciously or subconsciously sleep, you know, and our body regulates itself pretty much unconsciously or subconsciously, you know, breathing, our heartbeat. Deep biological stuff is done on basically this unconscious or subconscious level, and it's very hard to change that directly. You know what I mean? I mean, even even your breathing. I mean, you can do all these breathing exercises, And affect your breathing on a more conscious level. But the fact that you are breathing is still subconscious, right? The breath just comes and it goes. It just, that's part of living. That's like a subconscious, unconscious thing. It just happens, right? So there's those unconscious behaviors that we're really not going to change in all likelihood. And then I think most of the time when we talk about working with the subconscious or the unconscious, what we're really talking about a lot of the time is working with thoughts that are conscious, but that we have thought them so often and they're so ingrained that we don't really even notice them usually. Like there's no such thing as a subconscious thought, really. A thought is conscious always, right? That's like almost a definition in a way of a thought is it's conscious, right? But a subconscious thought or an unconscious thought from a practical level, usually just means that we're thinking it and we don't even notice it. We've thought it so many times that we don't question it whatsoever. And a lot of these subconscious thoughts are good, you know? It's like when we cross the street, we know if a car is coming, not to cross. We just know that. Like subconsciously, there probably is a thought very quickly that says, don't cross the street, a car's coming. But we we don't we don't pay attention to that thought. We don't have to because we are we know right away not to cross the street. But that thought is there still. Construct a constructive subconscious thought is exactly that. You know, don't cross the street. You don't cross the street. You don't have to think about it. But a lot of times those subconscious thoughts are not constructive. They're fearful, and we're putting fear thoughts into our mind very quickly, like very subtly. There's a fear thought that triggers anxiety or triggers stress. It's like, oh, don't do that because the person will think badly of us. And and then we act differently. We don't even notice we'll become embarrassed. But that thought is there really quickly. And then we behave differently in front of the, the person that we're with. Or don't spend that money. We don't have enough money. That thought just shoots through our mind like so quickly. And we don't even realize it. And all of a sudden we feel more anxious about the financial transaction we're about to make. Or, you know, we read a story about how somebody's sick and we get, we have the thought, oh, I'm going to get sick too, or I'm going to die. And and that thought is so quick, so subtle that we don't even realize it, but all of a sudden we start feeling anxious about our health. And us being anxious about our health, we might not even realize that. That might be basically subconscious too. 
but we might get worried for seemingly no reason. The point is when we get worried or anxious for seemingly quote unquote no reason, there usually is actually a thought, a conscious thought that shot through that we believed very quickly that occurred. And that I would say is actually what we usually call a subconscious thought or your subconscious at work. What's interesting is is actually there is a conscious part of that process. If you can nip that initial thought, if you can become aware of that thought, that meddlesome, untruthful thought a lot of the time, and see that, oh my gosh, that I just had this thought that I'm going to be embarrassed. No, I'm not. Oh my gosh, I just had that quick thought that I couldn't afford this. Yes, I can. Oh my gosh, I just had this quick thought that I'm worried about my health because of this unrelated health story it has nothing to do with me if you can nip something in the you know like that quickly notice it become aware of it it changes your behavior you become more conscious of these quick subconscious quote-unquote subconscious reactions because they're really conscious you become aware of these very you know subtle conscious reactions conscious thoughts you have that are usually limiting you you bring them more out into the open, become more conscious of them, and then quite naturally, you start to dissolve their importance, to diminish their importance, to make fun and make light of the conscious you know, seriousness that that short, stressful thought gave you. And there's so many different ways of doing that. But what I'm trying to tell you here is that when something is subconscious that we can work with, it really, in my opinion, is conscious. It's just a very subtle conscious thought that we've thought so many times that we don't even notice it. And, you know, by being more aware and more gentle with ourselves, we can start to notice these things more easily. And that's, that's very helpful. And I mentioned this, you know, in part because it can be confusing. It's like, you know, my subconscious is doing all these things and I don't understand why. And the truth of the matter is we can get better at understanding why. Because like I, I know I used to be like, I don't know why I'm behaving the way I am, why I'm having these thoughts, these anxious thoughts. Like, And still sometimes when I have anxious thoughts, I'm like, why are these anxious thoughts here? They seemingly are coming out of nowhere. But even though I think that, I do recognize and know through practice that most of my anxious thoughts, when I become very anxious, when I become momentarily stressed out, they stem from an initial, very subtle conscious thought that then started this avalanche of other related stressful thoughts that I, that I subtly buy into. And again, you can nip that all in the bud. You can stop being serious. You can cut that stuff out. You know, a lot of the tools we talk about are just effectively learning how to do this and then doing it. Noticing it when these basically bullshit subtle, nagging, stressful thoughts are there and then dismissing their validity, dismissing their importance and knowing that your strong conscious thoughts can basically overpower those bullshit limiting beliefs that you had and learned when you were a child or when you were much younger. So I hope that makes some sense and is helpful for a lot of you. I think it should be. I mean, I know for me myself, I still have a difficult time sometimes deciphering between, you know, conscious, subconscious, and unconscious. And Yuji Krishnamurti, who I've mentioned quite a few times recently, 
he's got uh, a great line where he says, you know, who the heck says there's really even anything such as thinking? Like thinking is just a concept. You know, being conscious is just a concept. And being conscious, subconscious, or unconscious, that's, those are just concepts. And, and their concept can be helpful, can make us feel better if we interpret it and apply it in a helpful, constructive manner. But it's just a concept. Don't let these terms overwhelm you. They are there to help you, not to, uh, you know, make it more difficult for you. And one other thing I'll I'll mention is, you know, sometimes in, in New Thought and in spirituality, they talk about superconscious, superconsciousness, you know, you're superconscious. In my opinion, that's just total bullshit. <laughs> just want to mention that as an aside, you know, like it's like there's the unconscious, the subconscious, the conscious, and the superconscious. Come on, you know. I think three is enough, you know, conscious, subconscious, unconscious is enough. And usually I just use the term subconscious. I just find it, I don't know, I like it a little bit more in unconscious. Conscious and subconscious is enough. And if we want to get really real, there's none of those things. Who used to say there even is consciousness? Really think about it. When you think about it, you realize you're not thinking. What is this without a thought? So I know you're intelligent enough and emotionally there enough to grasp what I'm saying when I talk like this. And that's why I'm sharing these quote-unquote nuances with you when it comes to some of these LOA principles. We make stuff too exotic a lot of the time and we confuse ourselves. There's no need. We can just relax more, do our best to relax more, and we can always relax into the moment, which is now. And when you're really in the now, There's no conscious, subconscious, or unconscious. There's just this. And that's good enough. Enjoy.